AAT Birds Weekly Report is the Eagle News, notes, and analysis you need. Welcome to another edition of AT Birds Weekly Report. I know everyone's mostly watching the Phillies and the Astros World Series game. Uh, so, you know, with that, we're still going to break down the Eagles matchup on Thursday, uh, the, the game tomorrow. Uh, we do have a guest, a pre recorded guest, uh, Seth Payne. Uh, so, we'll get to that. Um, you know, I'll, I'll plug him and everything like that um, for Houston to kind of give us a little bit of a preview. Uh, with this game upcoming, but of course, always joined by uh, Mike Bauer down below, and then also joined by Adam Mack. So we're going to talk a little bit about the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, we're going to start off with the recap of the Eagles' victory against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Basically, uh, I would say almost domination of the game. I would say uh, 35-13 victory. Uh, really great offensive game. The one thing uh, with them was the chunk plays, the big play touchdowns. Uh, four. 25 yard plus touchdown touchdowns, which was the first uh, since 1969 against the Steelers. So it's pretty uh, ironic there uh, that I saw that little stat. So I thought that was pretty interesting, but no, it's, you know, got the win seven and zero, and still number one in the NFC NFC. So, <laughs> and of course Mike gives the good old plug with that, but uh, we'll start it. We'll start with you, Mike. What did you, what did you think of the game? What was your kind of your, your take? on what you saw on Sunday. We should all consider ourselves so lucky to get to watch AJ Brown play football on a weekly basis. I don't know what else to say. He well, is you, just, you can talk so, about the quarterback too. Look, Jalen hurts made some good throws, but a guy like AJ Brown can help any quarterback compensate for poor throws. He's just, I've never seen, we were talking about this, Johnny. I've never seen an Eagles wide receiver like this before. Tio was fantastic. Big physical he could moss people, but AJ Brown could do things that T.O. couldn't do. Like his lateral movement, his quickness, his explosiveness. I've just never seen an Eagles wide receiver like this before. We're spoiled. Oh, hey, I think we deserve it. I'm gonna say that we we deserve it with everything that's that we've gone through. And the one thing that one stat that I saw was on his three touchdowns, he had average separation. I think it was like 1.3 or 1.7 yards. So there wasn't a ton of separation, but yeah. he's just so strong. And he and it wasn't like he was going up against, uh, you know, a schlub. You know, Minka Fitzpatrick is one of the best, you know, playmaking safeties in the game. Yes, and two of his touchdowns were over him. So to me, it's we're we're blessed to be able to watch him play football for the Eagles. Uh, you know, Howie Roseman, thank you for making that deal, getting him not. You know, hopefully, you know, you know, 
The other person I'll thank is Calvin Ridley. Thank you for the NFL being dumb and suspending you for what you did because we may not have AJ Brown, may have Calvin. Now I'm not saying Calvin Ridley's not a great player, but yeah, hey, I know, I know what you're saying. AJ Brown. You know, look, Jalen had a good game. He didn't. Have to, one thing I, I really like is that Jalen Hurts is not running as much. That was a concern of mine earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. They had two carries for ten yards. Um, and really anything that we have negative to say about the offense, we're being really nitpicky. The only two things that I didn't like with the game, I saw Jalen kind of fall into some sacks or not be as aware in the pocket as I would like. And they still don't throw to the running backs the way I'd like them to. Again, this is all nitpicky stuff. Um, my only concern with this week coming up, I hope it's not a trap game. Because yeah. games like this, you're going on the road on a short week. It's all the makings of a trap game. Houston runs the ball really well. Steven Nelson revenge game, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Adam, what do you th- what do you think of what was your you know take on the game this Sunday? I think you know, we're always talking about like for the Eagles, like all the stars, like obviously AJ Brown had a killer game, but like the pure depth that this team has on both sides of the ball were just were just phenomenal. Like looking at, you know, just the uh who caught the ball is like Obviously, Brown had a big six reception, you know, three touchdown game, but Dallas Goddard also added six receptions. Zach Paschal got a, a big touchdown. Devontae Smith had five receptions. Like, we haven't seen a team like an Eagles team in a long time where the quarterback really has as many weapons as this team does. And I think that's going to obviously one of the big reasons why we're seven and zero right now is because, you know, we've had those you know big kind of wide receivers like Deshaun Jackson, Jeremy Macklin, even the Super Bowl run with Alshon um, and Nelson Aguilar's big one hit wonder year. But this is a team where there's six guys that could all go off for and have big monster games. So that's I've been playing a big strength. But even on the defensive side of the ball, like especially now with Jordan Davis going put up, being put on the IR, there's so many other guys that are going to step up into those roles where teams a couple years ago we didn't have that guy if say Fletcher Cox or Brandon Graham went down we had no one to really step up in that role now you have um, Robert Quinn um, all these different guys on the defensive line that can step up so like the pure depth on this team is just insane to look at you know and and yes Jordan Davis goes on IR high ankle sprain Um, they said timetable four to six weeks but he's going to definitely miss at least four games it's, it is a tough blow, uh, especially for the running game. With the, the matchups and the players that you have down the line in the upcoming schedule, you know, teams that can run the ball, big-time running backs. So you're going to need to see what they what they do in the aspect of who they deploy in that uh, positional role. Is it going to be uh, a lot of Tui Pelotu? Are they going to call up Marvin Wilson from the practice squad? So there's some things that they're going to have to figure out. And uh, But you know, look the way the defense – what I loved seeing was, especially in the beginning of the game, um, the first possession for uh, the Steelers were the stunts they were doing and different variety of the defense and that we didn't see earlier in the season. So that was pretty promising to see that. But, you know, it's just looking at this defense and the way they played. And then if the offense can start putting together, you know, a lot of scoring. And, of course, they did score 14 points in the second half. So, again, you know, and they did take their starters out with nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So that's basically, the best feeling in the world. Yeah. So basically, it's what a quarter and uh, almost a quarter and a half. You scored fourteen points. So I'm uh, sorry. Scoring. 
Can I just jump in here? Did you see what Charlie Batch tweeted? Oh God, yeah, I saw you. I saw you comment back on that. It was great. All right, so for those of you who don't know, Charlie Batch, former career backup for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm sorry, he was a starter in Detroit. In Detroit, mind yeah, you. the bad, bad Detroit, early, you know, late yeah. '90s, early 2000s Detroit. Yes. Then again, was there ever not a bad, bad so, Detroit? So here's no. here's the tweet that you're you're uh, talking about. He's, yes. He posted total disrespect. Philly has pulled all their starters with nine minutes left in the game. Times that definitely changed around here. Like we have a short week. We have to travel. This is about player safety, which the NFL is supposed to be all about, right? They're all about player safety. Like every time a team travels to London, they get a bye the week after, right? They yeah. do. They Shut do. up, Charlie Batch. Seriously, dude. You're trash. Okay. Yeah, crime. I had to chime in there. I hear my neighbors upstairs yelling, so I was wondering why. <laughs> uh, Maybe it's Charlie just, Batch. It's what yeah, it probably is. It's probably that tweet. Probably. I don't think Charlie Batch could live at a, a house as nice as yours. Um, but this is all about player safety. This isn't disrespect. And I'll tell you what, if you don't want to be disrespected by a team pulling their starters, play better. Make the game close. Yeah. Yeah. Score points. Exactly. You know that and that's and that's the big thing. It's I will say this. The last thing I really have to say about the Steelers, I think they're gonna be in a good team in a few years. You know, they, they have good pieces on offense. Their defense getting a little bit older. This is a, a rare down year for the Steelers. I don't think it's going to be like this forever. Although, if you want to talk to somebody that's delusional, have a conversation with the Steelers fan. <laughs> yeah, I've had a couple today, so I understand where you're coming oh, from. Oh, you got lucky. Ugh. Right? Did you hear any of that? That's why, you know, a guy, uh, most touchdown passes in the game is no longer on the, the roster anymore. <laughs> By the way, I love that deal. Uh, Adam's referencing Chase Claypool getting moved to the Chicago Bears for a second-round draft pick. I love that deal for both parties. Claypool wasn't in the future plans for the Steelers. They got the Bears' second-round pick, which is going to yeah, be Yeah, that was big. Pick. I think that's big because that could possibly be in the 40s. So, yeah. And the Bears got a legitimate wide receiver to go alongside Darnell Mooney. So you know what? They saw what the Eagles are doing with Jalen Hurts. You want a young quarterback to develop? Give him weapons. That's exactly what they did. They gave Justin Fields another weapon, another tool in his tool chest. I like the move for both sides. Bears are gonna they're on the up and up. The Steelers are on the up and up, but they're not the seven and zero Philadelphia Eagles. And Adam, true. what does the rest of this week look like with the World Series scheduled? You know, because I mean, tonight I the think, Phillies uh, are playing. Tomorrow, I think, like the most, I think I've dedicated this week to hating Houston. I think you know. We hate the, their baseball team currently. I mean, I've always hated their baseball team. I hate them just a little bit more right now. See, now tomorrow, see you, <laughs> you know how it's like to hate you know Houston and watch this team and how annoying they can be. Um, I wish they were back in the National League where they belong, but you know that's on a, that's a different show. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm so again. We can watch. I can watch on two TVs tomorrow. One, the Eagles smacking the Texans. And then hopefully on the other screen, the Phillies holding up the World Series trophy. So if the sports gods are going to be any you know, good to us tonight or tomorrow. Actually, what I kind of want is I want it to go to where the Phillies win it in Philly. Would be ideal for me. So they, so they have, have to win it tonight and they have to win tomorrow. Oh, is it? To- okay. That's right. Because the game got pushed back a day. 
forgive me. I'm all messed up. I kept thinking today was Tuesday. Today. I'm all screwed up. Well, that's you know, bad. I keep thinking today's Tuesday because, know. you know, it's Wednesday. And happy um, Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. But, you know, in, in regards to the Eagles game, again, on Sunday, you know, it was a great, great win. And and the thing that, that they've, you know, the players keep saying is they haven't played a full, full four quarters yet, which is pretty scary to think about because if they haven't played a full four quarters yet, what is this team really going to look like? And I know they didn't make any trade deadline deals on deadline day. They still did get Robert Quinn, uh, pass rusher from the Bears. Yeah, they didn't, you know, dive into the market and get some of the players uh, during the deadline. There were ten trades, which crazy deadline. I didn't expect it to be that. Uh, it was fun. It was the most trades on uh, deadline day in NFL history. Yeah, awesome. And I loved it. The thing is, you don't want to overpay, and that's and that's. I think that was the key thing for the, the Eagles looking at. TJ Hawkinson going to the Vikings because the Vikings, Irv Smith is out eight to 10 weeks with an ankle injury. Garbage anyway. Well, they get Hawkinson now and they did swap some picks and do that kind of stuff. But there wasn't, unfortunately they didn't, the one player I could possibly have seen them going after Naeem Hines uh, went to the bills for Zach Moss and a fifth round pick. And uh, you know, so be it there. Uh, Eagles have, you know, Miles Sanders is playing great. And if you really need, you know, Trey Sermon can be your big back and you have Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell. So, and of course, Jalen Hurts can run the ball as well as tote the rock. So I think in the eyes of that, yeah, it would, it would stink, but we'll see, see if they go with a veteran, you know, pick up maybe a veteran defensive tackle. If Jordan Davis is going to be out, if they don't trust the other two younger players that they have on the roster, but all in all, looking at this team, you look at the trade deadline, you can't really be upset because if you look at, what Harry Roseman did this offseason in terms of signing and trades and the draft and everything that they did leading up to what this team is right now, you have to be more than happy. The team is 7-0, and uh, the first 7-0 and start since 2004. So, And if they win uh, tomorrow night, it'll be the first 8-0 eight, eight start. Um, I'm not sure. Actually, I think it may be the first 8-0 start ever because really? 81 and – Oh, four were the last time they were six and oh, and then 81 they lost in the seventh game, and then they lost in the eighth game in 2004. So, this could be the first time the Eagles have ever been uh, eight and oh. I'm not Which, sure. They've we, ever just looking ahead at the schedule, I hate to be this guy, but like, when are we going to lose a game? You're just our next, and I, again, I hate to be like overly confident, but I'm looking at the schedule, I just don't know. My who so, matches up with us where they can really take us out easily. It, you know, I'm not going to say it's going to be taken out easily, but you're looking at the schedule. There could be a one or two losses that you didn't expect that could happen. Um, it happens every year. I'm not going to say that they're going to go undefeated, but if you look at the schedule and how everything lines up, yeah, the, the commanders, which after tonight or tomorrow night's game, you have uh, 11 days off. Nice. Until nice Monday night, buy. which is almost like a mini buy. So it's 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 nice there. Um and then you have the Colts. Again, the Colts have struggled. Sam Ellinger is the, the quarterback. The Packers, they just can't offensively, they're averaging 18 points a game. So right now the Packers are struggling immensely with figuring out their identity on the offensive side of the ball without Devontae Adams. The Titans, Giants, Bears, and then of course you have Dallas. Christmas Eve than the Saints Giants. 
I, I see what I, I see what you're saying, Mike. I see where you're coming from with, you know, there isn't really a, you know, a loss that you can, Hey, I could easily see them getting beat. You know, maybe it's the Dallas game in Dallas, but yeah, that one. But I mean, like, I think if we're going to have a slip up game, I think it would be either the Packers or the Titans. And, and Javier says, where do you guys see a loss that could happen? That that's where I'm seeing. Like if the Titans really commit to running the ball and you have Aaron Rodgers, anything could happen when Aaron Rodgers is on the field, even though see, that that's where was, I'm that team I'm does not too. care about making their wide receiver core better. But <laughs> they got Sammy Watkins. It's all right. Oh, isn't he on <laughs> IR? I know that sounds weird, but he's probably got a hamstring injury somewhere. I don't know. He's <laughs> terrible. But no, no look, I, at, I, look at the Eagles schedule though, like yeah, we should we're favored to win every single game, but there's gonna be a slip up, especially like those division games. Like the NFC East is a different division than it has been in recent years, where like Washington and New York were those easy wins. Like going into the Meadowlands is gonna be a tough game, especially the way New uh the Giants were playing at the first part of the season. Even anytime we go to Dallas, it's gonna be a tough game. So like yeah. even those divisional games, like they're not the easy wins anymore. Maybe Washington still is, but you know, New York and Dallas definitely aren't easy wins. No, they're not, and it's going to be tough. I mean, even Tennessee. I know Tennessee has struggled in terms of scoring, but when you have Derrick Henry, you know, it's 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 going to be tough. Uh, you know, the Colts. I don't really see them uh, being that big of an issue with Ellinger as the quarterback. You know, you're in Indianapolis, though. Again, if you're going on the road, you know, anything can happen. We know that, but. This team is set up to, like Adam said, he, they're they're set up to be the favorite in the remaining games, and um, it, it was fun to watch them uh, score a nice handful of points on Sunday, able to throw the ball deep, and able to put up multiple uh, big play touchdowns. The they were in the red zone, I believe, one time, uh, and they had one play. It was the Miles Sanders touchdown run, and, and that was all. They scored after halftime too. They did fourteen points. Which is great, and that's the big thing right there. That's a that's a win in itself. <laughs> I I agree too. I agree that is a huge win. Now, what I want to do is, I'm gonna play a video. It's gonna be kind of like, it's it's what this show is about. It's the opposition outlook. It's uh, looking at the Eagles' opponent come tomorrow, which is the Houston Texans. One five and one. They have struggled. They're a young team. They're trying to find themselves. Uh, but they've also got a boatload of injuries as well, which we'll get a little bit into um, after I play the video. Seth Payne uh, was nice enough to send in a video uh, to me to be able to play for you guys uh, to kind of break down, preview the matchup, and you can find him at uh, Seth C. Payne on Twitter. You can also find him, um, Seth C. Payne, on YouTube as well. Check out uh, his YouTube channel. He's got a lot of... Uh, great stuff on there. Uh, he's going to be coming out, I believe, with the new YouTube channel. He did mention um, the Seth Payne show, so definitely keep an eye out for that. He's got a, he's got some pretty cool interviews. He's got some uh, good content on there as well. But he was nice enough. Sports uh, Sports Radio six ten. He does the uh, Payne and Pendergast show uh, six to ten a.m. I believe in Houston. So uh, I'm going to play the video and see what he's got to say uh, about this matchup with the. Uh, Eagles and the Texans. So let's play it right now. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. I, I got to tell you, 
Uh, this is a weird football team the Eagles are about to face. You, you guys are going to see what I'm saying. A lot of the previews out there right now are kind of gambling-oriented because Thursday night football jumps on you so fast, and nobody cares about the Texans. People are intrigued by the Eagles, but the AFC South just sucks TV ratings into nothingness. So a lot of those a lot of those gambling previews are going to say, hey, the Texans are a plucky team, or they stick around, or they're tenacious because a lot of these games have been tied or – the Texans have been leading going into the fourth quarter. Don't buy any of that. <laughs> this is a team that just has epic collapses in the fourth quarter. Defensively, just with scoring, they do all right. A little above average, actually, in the second and third quarters in terms of scoring defense. Then in the fourth quarter, they just fall off a cliff. 27th in scoring in the fourth quarter. A lot of it has to do just simply with the fact that they cannot stop the run. They cannot stop the run. I, I, this isn't an ambitious lock I'm going to give you, but Jalen Hurts will have a rushing touchdown in this game. I'll be surprised if he doesn't have two, but you can lock up one because they don't have, they don't play with discipline. They don't have size. They just get washed all over the place. receiving options, which would be fine, and you might be able to muddle your way through because, hey, they got Damian Pierce, right? He's He's been a pleasant young surprise at running back. If you watched last week's game versus the Titans at all, the Texans' interior offensive line just got absolutely destroyed versus the, the Titans, who have a really good defensive line, don't get me wrong, but so do the Eagles. So, you know, Hargrave and Reddick. And, and Reddick and, and some of these guys, like, you know, Graham having this resurgence, you, you see this synergistic effect with the Eagles defense right now, where I think guys are playing above where you'd expect just because they're playing around so many other good defensive players. And and I expect that Robert Quinn, who we saw earlier this year against Chicago, Robert Quinn got handled pretty well by Laramie Tunsil, the Texans left tackle. Um, but I think Robert Quinn will probably have a resurgence too, because he's going to be in a different environment than he was in Chicago, obviously. I think that this is going to be an absolute bludgeoning. But if, if you watch Texans games, like we unfortunately have to here, the scoreboard won't reflect it. They stick around. The Texans The Texans defense is 20. I want to say they're, they're 31st in points per play allowed, which is bad, right? They're up at like six yards per play allowed. Um, but then they're they're the sixth best red zone defense, fifth best red zone defense right now. So they the teams get into the red zone really, really easily. Yardage, uh, the the Texans are just giving up in huge chunks. They get into the red zone, and the defensive backs are the strength of the defense, the relative strength of the defense. So down in the red zone, they can take on more importance and significance because the dimensions are smaller. Geometry is their friend. So I think that accounts for their good red zone defense. 
And that's why I think it ends up being Jalen Hurts running the ball in. They'll get down into the red zone. And then the defensive backs can can squash some of the passing game. The Texans are actually second in in pass touchdowns allowed. Second. This horrendous defense. So that's something we're hanging our heads on for the future, that Derek Stingley and these guys might have something going here. But there, there's not going to be much of a challenge. And, again, those interior offensive linemen, including the left guard, Kenyon Green, especially Kenyon Green because he's a first-round pick, he's struggled. He's showing signs of just, you know, trying to learn how to do all the technical stuff while maintaining some of his, some of his aggressiveness. But uh, I, if I were to gamble on this game, I would say to take the under just because the Texans are such a weird, weird football team. I uh, I hope you guys do well this season. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and make you my team of the NFC to cheer for. Uh, but, of course, I, I hope the Phillies flame out in a disastrous end of this World Series. And uh, you'll, you guys will be watching this when uh, at least part of the, tonight's game will already be decided. So... Uh, hopefully this age as well. Have a good one and uh, have a great time watching Thursday night. Thanks, guys. All right. Uh, so a little bit of insight talking about the Texans. Uh, weird football team, as he stated. But They suck. Yeah, that was basically <laughs> what I want to say. What do you want me to say? They fucking suck. <laughs> Yeah, they they're not a good team. They're they're not a good team. They have some nice young players, but again, they're so beat up. Looking at their injury report, uh, Nico Collins is out. Uh, they're starting receiver. One of their starting receivers, most likely Brandon Cooks, looks like he probably won't play. Uh, like he Collins said, he's been out. Too. Even if he does, no one's going to throw him the ball anymore. If he's bad enough yeah. to franchise as much as he has in the last yeah, twenty four hours, that, that's a bad situation there because he's also guaranteed eighteen million dollars next year. So, um, good. How did they not move him? Well, it was because he of that. Want to pay million him eighteen million dollars next year? Monday, Monday was the cutoff. So, have the Eagles got Robert Quinn, and then the Bears were able to take some of the money and you know lessen the lo- the load to the Eagles after Monday. So Tuesday, when the trade deadline, you can't do that. You trade a player, okay. you get his contract, and that's what you get. So that was a big hindrance and also what they wanted to get for him. So, you know, that's, that's what, you know, that's what that was. But if those two guys aren't playing, they're two top receivers. And then Malik Collins are starting with defensive tackles out and they have a couple backups that are out um, as well. Uh, plus also I did see that uh, two other starters are nickelback. Uh, Desmond King is questionable. And there's one of their starting linebackers, Christian Harris is questionable as well. So, something to keep an eye on uh, as the game gets a little bit closer, but they're banged up football team. They've got a couple uh, big time injuries there that I mentioned stated there, but this team is struggled. They do it. Like I said, they do have some young bright spots. Uh, Damian Pierce has been uh, a welcoming site for Texans fans and Derek Stingley, like uh, Seth mentioned has been playing really well as well. So uh, I don't know. I, I think the Eagles, it's, it's going to be, it's gonna be an it's gonna be an easy game in the fact that I feel like they're gonna be able to control the game. Maybe it won't show on the scoreboard all you know a lot of the game, but I think they're gonna be able to win comfortably, meaning you know by at least ten to fourteen points. So uh, I think it should be an easy type of stress free game, hopefully. But I don't know. I, to me, the Texans aren't really a major threat. No, I think the Texans are just too banged up right now. 
Yeah, like Davis Mills two banged up. Three fourteen and one as a starting quarterback. Hmm. He also uh, this is my favorite stat of his: twenty seven carries for fifty four yards in his career. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fleet. He can move a tiny bit, but he's not a uh, mobile threat. So. Yeah, we have that. Um, no, just trying to think. Cam Johnston's their punter, so uh, you know, I will say to- I wish they would have paid Cam Johnston. He was a yeah, good I, I I agree with you uh, there. I I liked him as a punter. He was a good player. Uh, so, but uh, also to note in terms of injury, talking you know Houston wise, uh, they do have a couple notable players on the IR. Of course. John Mechie, the third, uh, is battling uh, cancer. So for him, uh, I know that's just, you know, beyond football. Uh, but then they're uh, starting a nickel back from last year. Tavera Thomas is a, on IR. Jonathan Grenard, one of their edge rushers, is on IR. Uh, their starting center, who played the first game of the year, Justin Britt, is on IR. And then um, uh, Kevin Pierre-Louis, one of their – special teamers and or uh, extra linebackers is on IR as well. So yeah, they're a pretty beat up team. So like I said, this should be uh, a pretty easy game. And the thing, if Nico Collins and Brandon cooks, uh, Brandon cooks don't doesn't play because Nico Collins isn't playing their, their lineup for the receivers or starting receivers are Chris Moore, Philip Dorsett and Tyron Johnson. And of course they'll probably call up somebody from the practice squad, whether that's Jalen camp, or Michael Young Jr. or Davian Davis. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, a pretty uh, a tough wide receiver room if you don't have uh, Cooks going along with Nico Collins. So it could be a pretty big field day in terms of the Eagles playing a lot down the box to control Damian Pierce not being able to run the ball and them not being able to move the football that way and having Davis Mills try to throw to those threats. Now, they do have – OJ Howard and Brevin Jordan at tight end position. So, but again, if you're able to get pressure like the Eagles were doing uh, this Sunday against the Steelers, I think it should be a pretty controllable, easy game. Um, but I think it's kind of it's kind of hard to break this game down. There isn't really a ton to talk about because of the situation of the Texans, and you know we kind of know what kind of football team they are, and we know what the Eagles are. So. I think that gives us a little bit of uh, play to get into a segment that we all love and we all, you know, enjoy. It's time for the new Lekalocks of the week. Who's your lock? So as I go into last week's uh, you Lekalocks, um, so we had... Mike did send his in. It was. Yeah, sorry, I couldn't make it last week, everybody. It's okay. We forgive you. Um, Everyone's like, "Thank God he wasn't on." Yeah. So you had Chicago beating Dallas. Yeah, that unfortunately didn't happen. Uh, they did really hopeful on that one. A little bit wrong on that one. Um, Adam had the Jets beating the Patriots. Yeah. Um, Looks like Adam and I were the eternal optimists last week, but it didn't quite work out for us. Yeah. Trying to be optimistic. 
Uh, Peanut had Hertz had two two second half touchdowns. He only had one passing second half touchdown. Uh, the other one was Miles Sanders' run. So uh, that one was wrong as well. Uh, our guest did not give us a lock, um, and my lock was Eagles defense: two turnovers and four sacks. They had two turnovers and six sacks. So no dice, you lose. Yeah, you're kind of wrong. Oh. Nah, I think I'm kind of right because they had more. So I'm going to take that win. I'll, I would take the dub on that one. I'm going to take the dub on that one. And if I'm not mistaken, no, I didn't. Okay. I thought I had it like three in a row or four in a row, but I didn't because of week seven. I got that one wrong. So uh, no dice on that. But brings us to this week, week nine. What are the Uleka locks? I'll start with you, Adam. All right. I'm going to, I'll keep you with the Eagles. Um, Looking at this game against Houston, I think they're going to win the game. I mean, they're going to win the game, but I think it's going to be based off the rushing. I'm going to say that three individuals have – separate individuals have rushing touchdowns. Um, my assumption is Sanders, either Scott or Gainwell, but Jalen Hurts also gets a little into the mix. All right. I'll just put three rushing touchdowns, different backs, whatever, different people. So you don't have to name names. Be named names. Um, good call. Know. Houston's uh, run defense is not good. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And you know, for uh, Mike, I'm going to give you your get you let you have your lock now. Go ahead. My lock. It was close to Adams. <clears throat> it's going to be Miles Sanders over 125 yards rushing. He adds at least one touchdown to that. Over 120 yards rushing. 125 yards. I want that extra five yards. Okay. Give it to me. Yeah, hey, he had nine, only nine rushes for 78 yards, looking to get him more involved. Oh, efficient, though. oh yeah, they, no, very. They didn't need him. That's the thing. They really. Huh. Not, not when you're throwing the ball deep and getting those those long touchdowns because Pittsburgh led the game in time of possession because the Eagles scored so quickly. You know, we don't usually see that. Usually the Eagles control the clock, move the ball. Uh, short little spurts in, in terms of that, but uh, my Uleka lock uh, for this week is I'm going to go the Jalen Hurts route, and he is going to have one passing touchdown, and he will have two rushing touchdowns. So three total touchdowns uh, tomorrow night. One pass TD. Two rushing TDs. Um, now, you know, it gives us our Uleka locks. Now we're getting to our predictions for this upcoming game. I'll go over last week's predictions. So last week, uh, Adam had a very high-scoring game, uh, 42 to 35 Eagles. Um, it wasn't that, that close. Uh, Eagles almost had 42 points, so you were almost close on that one. Uh, Mike had Pittsburgh winning, so he was way off there. That's right. And I was mad because Jalen Hurts wearing that Houston Astros shit. That's why I picked the Eagles to lose. That's why. I'm salty. Yeah. Um, salty, and yet you, you, you got wrong. So our guest had the Eagles winning 31-17. So he was, I'd say he was the closest. Um, Peanut didn't give us a prediction because they were doing the pregame show at the um, – the trolley barn so i didn't take a prediction from him and then my prediction was 27 19 eagles um so 
We all had the Eagles winning on that, except for Mike, of course. So it brings us to this week. I'll start with you, Mike, this time. What is your prediction for this this game? We're rolling 35 to 10. That'd be a nice, nice little it might be. The weekend, then. Ladies and gentlemen, it might be over by halftime. Hey, and I'll be happy with that. You know, I will be happy with that. Adam, what is your prediction for tomorrow night? I think it's not going to be – Eagles are going to focus on defense. I think it's going to be a big def- defensive game. I don't think Houston can really score with the weapons that they have on the field. Um, they have no pass game this week. And if they can control the run game, they're not going to move the ball. But knowing the Eagles, they'll give up a stupid touchdown somewhere in there. So I'm going to go 27-7 for the Eagles. Oof. So another another fun little uh, fact here is the Eagles have not shut out an opponent since 2018, December of 2018. Mm. Um, so we're going to give up a garbage touchdown somewhere. You know that's how they do it. That was a good first, time. first drive out of the half. First drive to start the Washington. game. They're going to do something stupid. Okay. Last game of the year against Washington. Um, okay. This game is going to be. It, yeah, the Eagles are going to be able to control this game. Um, I don't think they're going to be able. To, I don't think they're going to score a ton of points um, because I think it's going to be over. They're going to put some backups in into early into the fourth quarter. Um, I'm going to go. Eagles get the win. Twenty-four. Six. So, like I said, I think it's going to be that type of game. I, I, hopefully, they score more points than that. But again, a Thursday night, there's always those those quirky uh, type of things. So, twenty four six, and um, all three touchdowns will be Jalen Hurts with my lock and my prediction. Just realized that now. But hey, let's get the W. Let's move to eight and zero, and. Still see the Cowboy fans complaining about the Eagles game all over. Um, it is just fun. It's fun to be. This season has been enjoyable. It's been very, very fun. And let's just keep it rolling, boys. Um, with that, I will have much else. Uh, let you guys get back to watching the rest of your World Series game. And there you go. He's got he's got the fills on. Uh, hopefully your Phillies get the win against those. It's not uh, looking at- too good at the moment. So we'll just we'll focus on the Eagles for right now the asterisks but uh so with that you know as we end every at birds weekly report and at bird show very happy and cheerful go birds go phillies go phillies this is matt Ware. hey for all the eagle content you need go follow all about the birds they do a damn thing Check them out. Hey Eagles fans, I may be in Tampa, but I know where to find the best Eagles content out there. Check out my friends at All About the Birds. Philadelphia, what's up? This is your boy Freddie Mitchell, aka Fred X. It's all about the bird. All birds all the time. All birds all the time. All About the Birds provides you with weekly analysis, game recaps, informative interviews, and it's all birds all the time.